Hey, ho, what do you know? It's the Matt, Dean, and Clark Show. BBC. Hey everybody, welcome back to the BBC. That stands for Best Book Club because we only review the best books. And so we're going to find out tonight if the book that we're reviewing is the best book, in fact. And we are reviewing Andy Weir's Project Hail Mary. So we'll talk to you about that. Um, so people have said, Entertainment Some Weekly. people are saying. Entertainment Weekly said <laughs> that this book is propulsive. The Boston Globe says it's a crowd pleaser on the grandest scale. The New York Times Book Review says it's an, an engaging space odyssey. Vulture calls it dazzling. The Guardian says funny, well-plotted, and full of surprises. Locust says this is a joy to read. And Daily Mail says this is the ultimate page turner. Are all of these things true? Are none of these things true? We'll find out on this podcast. And with us this week, we have uh, Clark. Hi. Brett. Hello. Kelsey. Hello. Jacob. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back to the Best Book Club. Um, yeah, so I, I love to start these with checking in on how we did our reading habits. What were our reading habits this week? Who wants to kick it off with how we Let's did? Let's start with the people who finished. Yes. And you bring that up. Now, this is a massive book, not only in like subject matter and all that, but it's like 500 how pages. How many pages is it? Yeah. Close to 500, 500. pages, yeah. That's an that's a lot of pages. That's a lot. That's a lot of pages. That's a lot of pages, Bob. That's yeah. a lot of pages. So, Brett, what was your uh, reading habits on this one? How'd you do? My reading habits went out the window. This book, I I usually do a ten minute read in the morning, afternoon, at night, and apparently, if it if you do that for two months, you still can't finish a book that is almost five hundred pages long. So, note to self. These are all lies, man. We've hung out often enough. Like, hey, how far are you? Page 100. Hey, how far are you? A week later, page 100. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I was on page 100 for, yeah, you're right, three weeks for sure. Um, and you, Clark, you finished it, of course. Yeah. yeah. And Jacob, you've read it before. Yeah, I read it last year. Did you reread it this time? Uh, no, I just did some reviews. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. And that did kind you, of. Did you read the reviews or did you? Uh, no, uh, I used my accessibility features on my Chromebook and had it read it to me. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. And that, was that enough to kind of refresh the story for Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Did you like it the, uh, the first time you did read it? Did you like it? I loved it. The first time I read it, I think I read it in maybe a week and a half. Wow. Oh, not just a day. Shots fired. That's yeah. what people say when they love it. I read no, it in a I'm day. not a Colleen Hoover type of reader yeah. you know like, those people are lying no one's gonna sit down and read like eight straight yes, hours no way <laughs> yeah, that, that's true i'll be honest i had to do that to get this finished that is uh, true. Yeah. how long did you read today i i read probably four hours four hours yeah. nonstop, and then three hours yesterday and then a couple hours the day before to finish it all yeah. did you nap in between uh, yeah hour? oh yeah yeah you have to, <laughs> you yeah. to. Yeah. yeah it's stressful yeah. uh kelsey how are your reading habits on this one um, not so great. I started off cause I had a head start, um, like going on vacation and stuff. And I was like ahead of you guys. I yeah. feel like for a yeah, while. Yeah. You were way And ahead then I stopped. Um, 
Went to Mexico, came back. Work's been crazy. I don't like Ooh, excuses. Went to Mexico. I don't like yeah. excuses, Humble but bragged. I just haven't. And then like the last two days, I spent like three hours like on Tuesday, but did not finish. And then yeah, just did not. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. caught up with this guy uh, Jacob over here with the reviews today. So nice. And I will finish it. Nice. What part of Mexico? We just yeah, derail. Yeah, yeah dude, we can. We can. How was your trip? How was I'm your just trip? joking. Amazing. Awesome. Playa del Carmen. There you go. Good plug. Good plug. Yep. I've never been. If I even think of that word, I get a sunburn. Um, <laughs> but uh, so where where in the story? Actually, we can talk about that once we actually hit the story. Let's go right to it. Who would like to take a stab at the story? Um, well, Jacob, you're the one who does this. <laughs> but you chose it. Oh, that's right. It's yeah, but he read everyone else's books. <laughs> No, I explained my book. Did you? you? Did, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. it, yeah. All right, I stumbled fine. through it. No, you did not. That's not true. <laughs> uh, I don't, did they establish what year it is when they start this book? I don't even remember. Yeah, we don't just, have to worry I would about it. I'll say it's like current day. day. Yeah, like current day. I didn't know if they like jumped forward and it's in the future, but there's this thing in space that's consuming stars, most notably the sun, which would then destroy the earth because that's what heats our planet. Mm-hmm. And so these scientists have to uh discover a way of stopping it and then there's this uh our protagonist rylan grace mm-hmm. is a school teacher i don't know if they say what school he teaches at it's like young children like yep. middle school he like wrote a like whatever dissertation or whatever the hell they call it mm-hmm. thesis, thesis like yeah on like uh if uh an organism can survive without water mm-hmm and so that pertains to this issue because it turns out to be the case. And so they're, they launch like this probe into space to get some of this to bring it back to Earth. <laughs> That's very distracting. And now <laughs> I think I'm done. No, no, no. You're good. You're you keep good. looking at him because you know, he's probably making some dumb snide shit face. <laughs> no, I'm just making sure the levels I, are good. I can't help but remember that this piece of shit didn't describe his book he's that just, he picked out. He's just nodding. And it's yeah, funny he's because nodding, he yeah. doesn't know what you're talking right. about. Right. Yeah, because Brett hasn't read it. That's There's why it's funny. Mean, yeah. mean words you're talking about Jacob about. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're good. You're on a good, good roll. Well, now I'm derailed. Well, we can pick up right where we were. But anyways, so <laughs> they need to discover how to destroy this thing. So they form. I'm just going to skip over a you bunch can. of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They it's form right. a super team of scientists and they need to go interstellar to this other solar system because there's a star that's unaffected by these things that they they call astrophage. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, you, with that word, how, how do you pronounce that? How do you say it? Astrophage. That's what I thought when I looked at it too. I it's went that absolutely way. correct, but let's hear how Brett said it in his head. Well, I think That's Jacob so should pedantic. go first. How did <laughs> Astrophage is how you're supposed to say it? That's how I thought. We don't know if that's correct. Wow. But. I've been way off. I think it's uh <laughs> Astrophagy. <laughs> <laughs> astrophagy? Is that truly how you said it in your head this when you were probably, reading? I yeah, I probably I probably skipped it. I did skip it. Yeah. I was just like... Every time they mentioned Astrophage, you just skipped it. I just pictured a little Pac-Man character icon, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I assigned a, a Pac-Man to a word. Smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get a sample of this Astrophage, and so Ryland Grace is given the opportunity to investigate it, mm-hmm. and then eventually he finds out a way to duplicate it, like 
breed it. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to use this then to, uh, it creates tons of energy because, I mean, these things basically just are like batteries. They absorb energy, uh, like heat. Right. And uh, and so they're able to then use that to fuel a spaceship, which they dubbed the Project Hail Mary, to send, them into sp to send people into space. Mm -hmm. Because it's their last-ditch effort. To yeah, save, the Earth yeah. is going to die. I, f they, I think they established how long it is, but I don't remember. It's like 20 years or yeah, something. Yeah, it is, something like that. 20 or and then in a way to buy time, they actually set off a nuclear bomb in the Arctic or Antarctic, I can't remember which, yeah. as a way of melting the ice there to then cool down or To heat up, heat. give the greenhouse gases, right? It, more, well, that like more helps. More the ozone? Is that yeah. what it is? There was a way of... no. It was, I forget what it, I mean, it, yeah, it was to buy him time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then. He hasn't read that part. Yeah, yeah. I know. Why is he chiming in <laughs> yeah. when he like read bits and pieces on crib notes? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I got to that part. <laughs> and, uh, oh, or excuse me, the bibliophile.com. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and then the, it's a bunch of scientists pooling all their knowledge and different things like. One guy invents a way to get the information that they discover back to Earth. Another guy, dis uh, in another scientist discovers a way for the ship to turn into a centrifuge, so then they can use the labor built-in laboratory in uh, with gravity, and so they're not always in zero gravity, which would help immensely. And then um, another one discovers how, like, the astrophage will power the ship with thrust and mm -hmm. power, and then another one. Uh, one has the serum that allows the crew members to go into kind of a sleep, like coma, like in aliens, mm -hmm. and awaken when they're, was it Tau Seti or whatever, the star that mm -hmm. is unaffected by these life forms. Otherwise, they'd be on the ship for right. how, whatever it was, like 13 years or whatever, just right. like awake uh -huh. with, with really nothing to do of yeah. sorts. Anyways, so the really the book starts with Rylan Grace waking up on the ship. I was just going to say. He yeah. has amnesia, doesn't even know he's in space at first. And he knows like there's two other people there. They're dead. They're decomposed bodies. And the only thing there to really tell him what's going on is a robot that just says, say your name. And he ref the robot refuses to do anything else other than until he's able to say his name, which he eventually remembers. And then memories come back to him almost in the form of flashbacks. What did you think of that narrative structure where it's like... It's I thought not, that was cool because yeah. we didn't know like what was going on to start the book. He's yeah. just like, where am I and what is this? And he's got tubes and like all his orifices. And yep. Yeah, it's not like the way you first described it which is so straightforward. They didn't do that to you. They, you wake up as no, he wakes up. No, it's like yeah. in Medea, Medea Res or whatever yep. that they do in movies. Right, exactly. I really liked how you are figuring out what the mission is the same time he's figuring out yeah. what the mission right, is. Right. He just knows, like, he doesn't even know if he, he thinks he's, like, in something orbiting Earth for a while, and then he finds out that he's, like, on, he's been on a mission for a while, and then he finds out that he, he sees a star nearby, and he does some measurements, and he realizes... It's not even the same solar system, so he's been asleep for a long time, and he has no idea what the hell he's, why the hell he's on the ship in the first place. Right. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then, like, he tries to, like, drop things from heights and measure things, mm -hmm. and he yeah. thinks in feet, and so he's like, oh, I must be American. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, these little yeah. detail yeah. details that hint to his, like, uh, identity. He's just slowly piecing together who he is. 
That was also my first issue with mm. the book. Mm-hmm. Like you have all this science, all this technology, and you can't give him a DVD uh, of him saying why he's on this mission. You know, he's got to go through all this again. You know, well, but like, I would argue well, the, ro- the robot wants him to remember who he is because he could mess things up immediately by pushing like the wrong button or something. Right. And also, I would argue too that they it was so last minute on how he got up into space. Which I don't know if yeah, I would eventually that. have gotten to that. Go Matt, <laughs> go ahead. Well, the book. Well, see, that's what I thought was cool about the start of the book. He's like got amnesia and he's trying to remember who he is, mm-hmm. and he's doing all these tests to figure out where he is and what he's on, and he eventually finds out he's on a spaceship in space. And then as his memories slowly come back, he realizes where he is, and he uses this. I mean, Brett has it open like a Petrova scope that so these astrophages leave this emission and that's how he's able they're able to track them. Right. And then as he's also using like another uh, it might have just been like a plain old telescope or whatever. He sees there's this other spaceship nearby that he at first thought was a part of his ship that had just like broken off or whatever. Mm-hmm. It turns out to be an alien. And then the book completely changes and he like communicates with this alien just like with basic things you know like waving and then eventually they he the alien comes to him or sends him like a pod or whatever that has like this uh cylinder and it contained like this model of like was it is like uh it's the ship i think right was it the ship okay i think at first it was the well i thought it was was the i thought it was the solar system because he points out where he's from ryland points out where he's from and sends it back to him and then the second one is and then the, the second one's ships. a ship. It's two ships, and then it has the little tube because he's saying he wants to connect. Yeah, he wants ships. to. Yeah. yeah, he wants to dock up and do dock, some docking. Yeah, yeah. dock yeah. it up, mm-hmm. which they do. And then it turns out this alien is just like this little like carapace with like five arms and like little claw hands. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think of the way uh, that creature was designed? That alien. I liked it. And they described it kind of like a spider, like uh, five legs, I believe, five arms and legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I I thought it was kind of. I thought it was cool that this creature is a waterless life form as well, and so this is kind of what he was alluding to in his thesis right. from the beginning. So, on top of like coming across life, like a teammate to try to figure out what's going on, he also meets like the subject which he was alluding to. Yeah, where, where was he? Yeah, where so was they, they're docked up, and he, he meet, they meet, he sees them, and, um, well, first, one thing I skipped over is he, Ryland tests, like, what this material is that he sent him, and it turns out it's xenon, mm-hmm. and it and xenon's a gas, and this has somehow been turned into, a, like, a solid mm-hmm. in some way. You can't believe it. And also, it's like, uh, what is, uh, it's like a really bad ammonia smell. Yeah. And so I think he deduces that this this alien life form lives in like a different. Uh, it doesn't like just breathe oxygen. It's something entirely different. Right. And I would say too, you know, he very much our main character. He doesn't want to be up there. He was uh, one of the original people from the crew. Yeah, uh, you're just dies. skipping to the end. Well, it's, well, it's not actually the end because in story wise, it happens at the beginning. That's how he gets up there. And so that guy ends up for the part of the original crew. He passed. He was like away. unqualified. Yep. And yeah, exactly. And so then basically he had to go there because he had the 
the one like gene system or whatever that could withstand yeah. yeah the coma gene yeah yeah i didn't mention that like yeah. only like what was it like seven percent of people can survive that coma drug right yeah, yeah. and we can kind of we can uh, skip over kind of so then he becomes his friend yeah they were the, he's uh, able to create like a way for them to communicate yeah. by like reading clocks mm -hmm. like they show a clock and he names the creature Rocky because he's got like a, a hard mineral body. And, yeah. and so he just looks like a rock with legs, basically. Which is it the planet he's from they call Adrian? Uh, he's from Arid. No, Arid. Arid. Arid, okay. They go to Adrian. And that was kind of a Rocky Adrian. Did you get that reference? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that oh, seemed yeah, that yeah. seemed too on the nose. It did Adrian? seem too on the nose. I was saying Iridian. <laughs> Brett, Brett didn't get it because he didn't read it. So Rocky, Rocky's from Arid, so he's an Iridian. Yeah. But there's a planet nearby that has, um, it's it's like I think it's where the the predator we can get to that oh, is living, yeah. and that's and that's Eba. called that's Adrian. That's Adrian. Because they named they named that star after Rocky's mate. Right. Back exactly. Home. Yep. Right. Oh, and it was Rocky yeah, okay. and Adrian. Yeah. Even though they're not mates in the real movie, or are they? They are. They are. <laughs> well, yeah, they have, they do have mates, but I think they establish that they're like hermaphrodites or something like. They like give birth themselves. Right. right. Rocky and Adrian. No. What are we talking? Wait, which one are we talking? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So now why? Talk about the final mission and what, why they're going to another planet. Well, they need to. Well, his plan, Rocky's plan is also being destroyed by astrophage, so they team up to figure out how to just stop him. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they go to Adrian, which they learn has, uh, like, what is it that that there's like no astrophage near there through the petroscope, so they must think that that must be like where the predator or the thing that can kill him. In lives. in our solar system, they. The, the Petrova line, which is like that trail that the astrophage are yeah, leaving, like chem trail, go, yeah, go from the sun to Venus. And they find out or they realize that Venus is largely, the atmosphere is largely made of carbon dioxide. And so they're thinking that must be a food source for these creatures. And so in this new Tau Ceti, which is the sun, like you mentioned before, that new solar system, Adrian has a huge... Um, atmosphere layer of carbon dioxide and then but when um they were making readings on the petrova line between adrian and tau seti they saw that it wasn't twice as many um or like replicated i guess uh astrophage coming back to the uh the planet mm -hmm. and so they were wondering why why, why weren't twice as many coming back as they were sending out? Because if they were replicating, that would have happened. Mm -hmm. And so they think there's some kind of predator on the planet that's eating or consuming these astrophage. Which would help Earth and help uh, Rocky's planet because then that could be released. Yeah, it would destroy the pro their problem. Destroy and the I should problem. also mention that all of Rocky's crew has died too. Yeah. But yeah. they died from radiation poisoning because they didn't know that there was radiation <laughs> in mm -hmm. orbit. So it's two members of a separate species alone, and they find each other. Yeah. So that part I like to kind of turn into like a buddy cop. Yeah. Book. They a team little bit. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So then. And uh, so they go. Ahead. They go to Adrian to send out this probe to scoop some of this predator, and of course things go bad, and the ship gets like ripped open mm -hmm. as they're trying to get out of the the planet's atmosphere, and um, is it that? Rylan like gets in the like the driver's seat and it like rips off its post and he like gets knocked out mm -hmm. 
and so Rocky has to cut himself out of this material that allowed him to be on the ship because they t- they go on to the Project Hail Mary together, and he uses this xenonite to make like a little a bubble that he can live in. And he cuts himself out so he can free Ryland from this chair because he's going to suffocate to death. And, and then and then obviously Rocky would die. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ryland comes to and he realizes what Rocky's done. And so he lifts him up. He tries to lift him up, but he weighs like 300 something pounds. Mm-hmm. And so he's able to like uh, get just enough like, what is it, like half of a atmosphere's worth of gravity. So maybe he's not as heavy and get him back into his like little pod and then he's severely burned from the ammonia ammonia mm-hmm. and so then he's not knocked out and on like a bedside table for a while and uh but then they were successful and they got this uh predator creature that eats the astrophage and then they run a bunch of tests and find out it eats it a little too well and eats other stuff yep because then what happens it eats all their fuel mm-hmm. and uh and and they're power source because the astrophage is powering the ship mm-hmm. with this like little generator and but rocky lives too mm-hmm. like rocky you think two. he's dead yeah rocky too yeah. <laughs> <Great laughs> comes movie. back from his training <laughs> and uh <laughs> and so then they run some tests together uh well yeah and then as they're running the test, the, the Taumiba escape. You need to stop looking at it. I know, I know, I know. It's so distracting. Sorry, sorry about that. Or I'm going to stop looking at you. Yeah, you can look at that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't and, finished it, so. And so they, so these this Taumiba is what they what Ryland Grace calls it. Escapes and eats all the fuel, and so they're stranded in space with no power or fuel. And. Uh, Baraki was able to like fix the generator because he comes to and he's able to fix the generator and use some spare astrophage so nothing can get in there so they say have power for the time being mm-hmm. and Ryland needs to like clean out all the those alien poop that's in there now mm-hmm. and uh, but then they eventually run tests and they need to uh, was it carbon dioxide something kills it like nitrogen uh, hi- hydrogen oh it's nitrogen nitrogen, nitrogen. Yeah. okay nitrogen yeah. kills them. Yeah, and so they need, <laughs> so they keep breed, they keep breeding them over and Thanks, over Brett. again, till, so they can survive a toxic level of nitrogen in uh, both Rocky and Ryland's like, space. He is. You could have just read like a synopsis, and we would have been done already. <laughs> well, yeah, you could have just this summed it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, basically, we could we could jump to. This so, is kind of the podcast, I guess, because totally there's like so it. much going on. You can't there's just say like, all right, there's this. Spaceman goes to space, there's an alien, they team up and they win. Well, I would argue the... So we can get to that too, because I have a, a, a point with the story. Um, but to, to finish up the actual summary, so they end well, up... Well, yeah, they keep breeding it so it can survive toxic levels of nitrogen, at least to the Taumiba, and eventually they do. And Rocky gives... Because it was supposed to be like a suicide mission, but mm-hmm. uh, Rocky gives Ryland enough astrophage to get back home because he had a shitload on his spaceship mm-hmm. and so he's heading home and he realizes that oh no these things have have learned to escape from the container that they built right it was mm-hmm. built out of that xenonite and it created a, they had like a love for that or like uh um they were somehow developed kind of not really like a taste for it but they were able like an immunity they were able to go and yeah because they were trying to escape toxic levels of nitrogen so right. they're able to somehow 
adapt to escaping from their containment. Mm-hmm. And so Rylan realizes, oh no, Rocky is going to be stranded in space because the same thing's going to happen to him. These are going to escape and eat all his fuel. Yeah. His entire ship is made of xenonite. And right, so exactly. he's effed. He's yeah, fucked, he, yeah. Yeah, so Rylan he, realizes he, he doesn't have enough food. Well, no, I was going to mention, like, why didn't they give him way more food on this, like, suicide mission? Because they, they only gave him, like, three months supply or some bullshit. Because that's how long they thought it would be. What? Yeah. Well, they should have given him as much as they could fit in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet you that it was with, uh, I think they mentioned, like, space and weight and all this right. other. Mass. Kind of the, stuff and well, mass. They, didn't, they didn't think that they were going to run into extraterrestrial life and have astrophage to get back. And it takes, like, eight days. Well, no, to- I just mean in general, like. Do you really think they're going to get up there and just finish it, the problem, solve the problem in like 90 days? No, they were supposed to send the info back because those things could make it back in time without food and without water and all that stuff. But in order to like send a human back, he would have had to have. No, I don't mean many- about a return trip. I mean, like they only had enough food. Like there's three people. So you'd have to divide what he ate by three, three. Yeah. And there, there wouldn't, they wouldn't have even had much time to have solved this problem to begin with. Once they got there. Huh. Yeah. Like, I would have thought they would have put enough food on there to last, like, five years minimum. Yeah, I think it really just came down to a space thing. That's a lot of food. Yeah, that's a lot of food. But so we got our we got our two heroes. They separate. They're going separate. And then... Yeah. And so Rylan realizes that Rocky's going to be stranded. So he turns around, basically sacrificing himself because he doesn't have enough food to return back to Earth. Would you guys have done that at that point? You've made a friend with an ET. Yeah, yeah, why not? Because yeah. you're not even guaranteed to get back that's to Earth. That's his only friend in life right now. Right. That's all he cares about. That's true. So, But what if you got back there and then that guy's already gone, like burned up or something? Well, that's the problem. He didn't know if he'd right. be able to even find him. It's space. It's yeah. like vast and empty. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you could just grab his astrophagy. <laughs> Easy for you to and, say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was all and bring that, bring that with. It was all poop now. Even from Rockies? Yeah, Rocky's ship was. He had oh, no, it's just poop. No fuel left. Oh, well, <laughs> that I, that's there goes that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> I guess I'll have to. I guess I'll have to try to figure it out a different way, right, Brett? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So he ends up. <laughs> Wonder he, what happens. He finds Rocky, and then Rocky already he was like barely. He was. He didn't. Yeah. He was surprised that Rylan showed back up. Right. We also didn't mention that he. He like whistles to communicate or like sings music. Yeah, he actually like speak speak. They compare it to like a whale sound. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, because they don't. Do they have like mouths? They have like a thing that opens up. And yeah, what's that sound like? Yeah. Oh, like it's not like Mr. Ed. And so what are, Wilbur. what are you? What are you guys? What are you each saying to each other? Kind of say it and then decipher it for us. Will you yeah, do the dishes arid. when we get home? <laughs> and what, what's that sound like? <laughs> like that? Like no. <laughs> Why All right, so. well, too far, too far. Okay. You guys are Iridian. So yeah, you can't believe that Rylan came back to save him because uh-huh. his plan would have been doomed because he had no way to get the information back. Whereas Rylan can send back these little pods with the information back right. to Earth. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, so he saves them and they leave the ship there and they both go in the Project Hail Mary back to Rocky's home planet mm-hmm. and save the day. And then it ends with the corniest ending ever. Which is? <laughs> it cuts to him living in this dark bubble and he's on Rocky's planet. He's been living there. They made an atmosphere for him. They took some of his flesh and are cloning his human flesh to make meat. So he's having like he's eating human himself. burgers. So he has a food. Human food burgers. Supply. 
Kelsey loved that part, right? I, I laughed out loud. I LOL'd. Yeah, when he said me burger, I thought say. when it first said I'm eating a me burger, I thought he was eating Talmiba because Rocky suggests he eat the Talmiba because right. they are like a it'd be like a, eating a bug or whatever. I think they said like there was enough carbon in there to like give him some carbon, but like they didn't have the minerals that he needed. But right. yeah, me burger. <laughs> if that was the only food source that you can only eat your own, you're flesh, eating the same thing every day. Would you do it? <laughs> To live on an alien planet. So it's yeah, that or die? Yeah. Is that die. what you're saying? Yeah. I would rather not die. Die. <laughs> if they prepared it, if they prepared it well enough, yeah. Put some salt. Yeah. Put some A1. They got lots SMP. of salt on that planet. SMP. A little S&P action. But yeah, he's able to survive on this alien planet in this A1. bubble and he goes to, and it ends with him teaching a class of aliens. The the thing like right at the end to make it even happier is that like the Rockies scientists friends can monitor what's going on in other solar systems through whatever way they measure that and they see that earth's sun i think they call sol is that mm-hmm. right yep. yeah they it's back up to its normal luminescence yeah, and so, so they, yeah. they can extend the life of earth so it was a successful mission those like uh those pods that he sent back with the information and the taumiba must have gotten back to the to earth and mm-hmm. Must have survived. There you go. Yeah. And then he maybe will go home, but not for now. summary um yeah, but it took up over half of it or a lot of time that's the podcast for the week no uh, uh <laughs> let me ask you guys about writing style what did you think of andy weir's writing style and the science of it all how it's very sciencey i personally love that it's sciencey okay. and i've read another one of his books about living on the moon um about a character living on the moon and that's called the in, moon, right? At the beginning, yeah. At the, the beginning man? of the books, there's the there's diagrams. <laughs> at the beginning of the book, Artemis. there's diagrams of the environments that the author writes about, and so in this book, there's sh- there's different like configurations of the Project Hail Mary. There's the regular, you know, space travel version, and then there's the the mode where they're in centrifugal force and they're s- spinning so that they can create gravity. Right. And he shows how the ship detaches from itself on cables and starts spinning. And so it's very well thought out and it's yeah. not just some somebody making up like, well, I guess they need gravity. So we'll make it spin, but they don't think about how it's going to spin. You know, he's right. done his research. And, totally. And that's, yeah. a, that's the, the research of it all. I think he, it, it tell you, know, it's very telling that he's done a ton of research on this and the Martian was his other book and that's gotten a lot of good reviews. And I've only seen the movie. I haven't read the book. But I would argue a way that they could have cut a lot of pages from this is to cut down a lot of the sciency of it. Um, uh, and, yeah. And, I mean, and that's just my my opinion. And but for you, you nice like that. Jacob likes it, <laughs> and so if you like the science stuff, that's the thing you could really really get off on that I, part of it. Go ahead. I think it could have been intertwined better. They could have cut the first 175 pages. Straight <laughs> well, science, straight Rocky and yeah. Doctor Grace. 
I love how this was too long for you. Like, dude, there's books that are like 1,400 pages. Yeah, that's the like one we're reading Potter next. Can I, can I read you guys a quote yes. circa five days ago when yes. Brett texted the group? Absolutely. Absolutely. Quote, this dude really makes up a lot of words in this book and makes sure we know about it. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't even give any examples of the words he made up. <laughs> this author is a fucking know-it-all. <laughs> Well, I liked it too. Maybe you might have had a few adult beverages. No, Um, I liked it too. I agree that they could cut back on some of the science stuff, but it really put a good picture in my mind of like what everything looked like because I could like I I can relate Mm -hmm. with my science background. But it did get to some points where I just kind of like skimmed over it because he was like explaining like you know. I don't the clocks or the meters and the feet, right. you know, like it was like, okay, well, like, let's just keep on going yeah, with the story. Exactly. So I do agree that we could have cut back with the science well, lingo. I'm okay with the science. I just need more, I guess, dialogue with that science to like explain. Connect it. Yeah. Or to make me feel connected yeah. to it. I don't know. But well, we need to feel that connection. Yeah. I feel like, so if you took a lot of the science out, this is just my theory and, and I could be way off base too, but I feel like the plot in the end could be summed up like way easier than 500 pages where it's just <laughs> earth is in trouble. So a scientist travels into space, teams up with an alien, saves earth and then decides to live with his new alien friends, yeah. mm-hmm. which we've seen and heard and read a yeah. bunch before. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and that's fine, but I feel like the story itself was kind of like, I don't know. It didn't blow me away. This it was is... interesting, but it was like, I don't know. I think that was the part and the science kind of bogged it down a little bit. At the same time I got sidetracked and, read a different book <laughs> and I was reading I was reading another science fiction one which was Ray Bradbury's The Illustrated Man oh yeah, yeah. and so what I noticed with that is that's that that's like a bunch of short stories though that's not necessarily one singular story but I will tell you this what he does is there, like there's one short story about a battalion team that goes to the planet uh, Venus and they talk about how it's raining a bunch on Venus and now Venus can't actually do that I looked it up I did a little research myself yeah. humble brag and then uh shut to, up nerd yeah nerd hey siri does it rain on venus <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah that's all i did yeah, yeah. <laughs> extensive extensive yeah um and so that doesn't but he doesn't get bogged down in it he literally just started off you don't even know if they're wearing like suits they're just on the planet and they're trying to find another place that's like not raining find any kind of civilization and so i think you get right there you get to the meat of it you get to the story you move it along where here it's like for each plot point it stops, slows down for like 30 pages of science. I'm exaggerating, of course, but no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're right on. No, I agree with you. And I, yeah, uh, I feel like it's a, is that two different styles of writing then? Is it like, it is two different styles for sure. Yeah. You know, Ray Bradbury, like fictional, like does Andy Weir have like a science major in everything? It's funny. It's funny you bring that up. Oh, go ahead. Jacob. I, I think he's leaving no space for the nerds to Poke like question. Yeah, it's yeah. question hard, his story. It's called hard sci-fi. So this is so this is fiction, but mm-hmm. theoretically, it could be stuff that could actually happen in reality. Whereas Ray Bradbury is, I mean, he's that was probably written story, in the fifties. Yeah. He didn't yeah. fucking know anything. Right, like, right. They probably didn't even know anything. In his other book, Artemis, like he goes into crazy detail about how they extinguish fires on the colonies on the moon when there's no gravity when there's uh, a huge amounts of oxygen being pumped in the atmosphere for people to breathe and like sucking that out and he goes into huge detail in these in these you know like okay put out a fire like it could have been explained in one sentence but yeah. instead it's just 
Yeah, I don't know. He goes into detail so that you know exactly how it's happening. Oh, and you're, so it kind of craves the or quenches the nerds. Yeah, thirst for that. That's a yeah. good point. And you're right, Artemis. So that's how many books does Andy Weir have? I was thinking he just had three, the two. But three, he's got three. Okay, Martian, it's Martian uh, Artemis. Yeah, you, if you didn't like all the sciencey stuff in that, I don't think you'd like his other other books yeah. either. No. But to Brett's point. Um, or I don't know actually who made it, but asking about if he's got a background. He, Brett doesn't know, but he does right. have what kind of background he has. So, so like, Mr. Weir in his About the Author says, um, Andy Weir built a career <laughs> as a software engineer. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual <laughs> sentence. Really? Yeah. Yes. So that was Love, Love that. Love but um, so he did that. And then anyways, so he is a lifelong space nerd and a devoted hobbyist of subjects such as uh, real relativistic Obviously, smarter than me. Uh, physics. <laughs> Easy and, for you to say. Yeah, nice. Go back. This or, been not good with that. <laughs> orbital mechanics and the history of manned space flight. So, yes, he's uh, got a passion for it and he's got a yeah. But not, not like schooling. A yeah, yeah. Not doctoring yeah. like Kelsey and Jacob have of like, what, bio? Where'd you guys go? Biochemistry. It's like Mars space exploration. Yeah. 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 That's where y'all... You, that's where that's your college degree. biotechnology biochemistry yes. microbiology mm-hmm. and so, we still consider this hard science fiction what 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 did you call it what's that i've never I heard that sci-fi. what's hard that sci-fi? hard sci-fi where it's like there's no holes it's being like poked real, but it's like erect just, sci-fi is that better to understand <laughs> erect sci-fi it all makes sense now okay rock hard <laughs> rock hard sci-fi <laughs> um is this really just an updated version of armageddon well yeah i mean it's not an original concept the world is there's a extraterrestrial that's going to destroy the world i so like you know this okay so i'm 33 years old so the younger generation people that are in their teens and 20s grew up with this you know alarming mindset of the planet is doomed if we don't make these drastic decisions you know and so they have this you know yeah, I don't know, this outlook of things aren't looking great and we yeah, need to do peril. everything we can. This, you know, urgency. They're, they grew up with this urgency. And I think there's a shit ton of books out there that play off of the world ending due to something uh, celestial going on, something that's not on our planet necessarily, that we're mm-hmm. out of control. Not yeah, do control you prefer of, the yeah. idea of like it's like a, a, a war, like a space war? Star Wars, if you will, happening <laughs> or like, well, like Ender's, a starship, Ender's, like Ender's a starship, game, Ender's starship game. troopers, or the Forever War, like those types of books where they're going into space with like guns and stuff and killing aliens. Or do you like this where it's like, I mean, astrophages are infinitesimally small; you can barely see it with the naked eye, mm-hmm. and this thing is going to destroy the sun, therefore destroy the earth. More like problem solving right. than malintent. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's you're the not vision. just sending space marines into space with big machine guns and blasting ass. And, and I'm cool with that, and I feel like this is more <laughs> blasting ass. I feel like uh, love blasting ass. That's the name. That's <laughs> yeah. the name of this it's episode. Like aliens, like an alien. Love that. Blast that. <laughs> it was nothing sexual. Well, listen, I, uh, you know, and I don't need like nonstop action. I feel like this would be because they're going to make a movie off of this already. They are. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I looked at oh, I looked, I looked it that up, up last time. Yeah. Brett's like, yeah. I could finally soak up this book. And <laughs> well, and here, before you, before you say anything more, let's ask. Yeah. You already know. I do. You who know. do you think is playing Rylan Grace? 
And who would you oh, like to know. see? Yeah, who would you like I to do see? know. Well, probably like million. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling, one of those twos. A Ryan? So you think a, some Ryan. <laughs> a Ryan. The, a, Ryan for the Ryland. You've been saying Rayland? I've been saying Rayland. Oh, Grace. my God. Who are you? <laughs> I'm a science major. <laughs> I actually dated a Ryland in college, and he is a science nerd. Wow. Yeah. that's So that is a real it name? Checks out. It, oh, his Rylan? name is Rylan without the D. Just yeah, Rylan. Oh, okay. Rylan. That's Rylan. Do you, Shout out to do you watch Just a Bus? Read the book. I read the book. L's <laughs> all day today. <laughs> so, but yes, Kelsey, it was right. It was. I'm thinking. Yeah. So while Kelsey thinks, Brett, who do you think would be a good lead as uh, Raylan? Oh, right. I think the guy from Justified would be perfect. <laughs> He would be pretty good. He would be, yeah. That's Timothy Elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Elephante. We all know the Elephante in the room. He's too old. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good call. Well, no, do they? they, Because I think Ryland is established like 40s or something, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Elephant's like 50 or something. I think he is. He can pull off 40, though, and he's in space. It's not like. He's gonna be ripped like Chris Evans. Was, although, doesn't it, they do establish he's ripped? I think, yeah. like when he's in cryogenic sleep or whatever, he gets like ripped. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought that was made it sound like he's kind of an every every man, everyday man. Well, no, he, it said he had some things attached to him while he while he was in the coma, Working and it must out. have been shocking like his muscles. Even though I don't think that actually works, but hopefully gonna, someday. I'm gonna go with Robert Downey Jr. Ooh, that's. But a good he's one. like in his fifties. But like. Ryland, like he get he ages throughout the process, so mm-hmm. like they could paint him. That'd be up too much, like Iron Man when he's trapped young. in space in uh, Endgame. CGI. Yeah, I was my first. Jarvis, had, my first uh, time went to Bradley. We got to turn your ship around, Jarvis. He's too pretty boy. Well, speaking of pretty boys, we will ruin for you who it is. It is Ryan Gosling. It is. Yeah. Yep. So you had a. Good I mean, guess. I, I looked this up last book club and said it out loud. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. Oh, funny. Oh, I mean, I, I can that. see that though. Yeah, that'd be a good fit. So I'm into it. I feel like, is there enough? Yeah, how are they going to do Rocky in the movie? CGI. I think it'll be. An I guess. Easy, yeah. I think. It'd be so much. Yeah, but it'd be so much better if it was practical. practical. It's gonna be practical. Timothy Oliphant. Because the way a, I'm envisioning, the way I'm envisioning Rocky is like in the thing when that guy's head comes off and it turns into yes, like a spider. That's, what I that's, that's all, exactly what I'm what I thinking. Because it says it has like elbows to move around. It's not just like straight arms sticking out. Mm-hmm. This is actually gonna piss me off though because oh. I had such a good visual in my head of what I felt everything It should have all drawn like. a picture. <laughs> but like just like when I watched or read Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like the series and then the movies started to come out, I got ticked off because I pictured like Harry and Ron and Hermione different mm-hmm. and it just kind of ruined it for me. So I'm curious to see like what the differences are in my head of Project Hail Mary to the movie yeah they describe it in detail in the book kelsey i know in, that's, a, in the science in the science part but it's it not gonna detail. translate to what i have pictured in the movie i almost feel like the, this movie this is an no. example where the movie version will probably be better than the book I oh, feel yeah. Like. oh yeah no i think the reverse i thought the martian yeah. book was better than the Did movie you? yeah but i don't really like matt damon yeah 
I think the movie would be more digestible for the public. For sure, yeah. But also, I think Andy wants people that have like a somewhat comedic role in these things because in the books, that doesn't that doesn't come across too much in the book, but like in the films. I think he. The Martian was definitely way more like comedy in it. Yeah, I, I think mean, you the comedy the in this you one the humor is just to like, stay yeah. sane in space by yourself yeah. for I, years. I would disagree and say that the the comedy in this is pretty good. It's pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. more of like the buddy cop thing with it's Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumping. You don't think so? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said it's funny. You told me that. Yeah, it's funny. But the banter between you know Rocky and and Raylan. Yeah. Is uh, Rylan is, uh, is Raylan Grave Grayson <laughs> is uh, I think is really good. That's one of my favorite parts of the of the book. And it sounds like I'm kind of shitting on shitting on it, but I, I do like it. And I think it's good. And so that actually oh, well. Really and how are they going to show them, them them communicating in the movie? Because they he uses a laptop with like a like he f- tries to figure out his alphabet and then understand like how they communicate. And it's and part of the com- comedic effect is that Rocky ends every sentence with the word question. Mm-hmm. And that, and I'm sure that'll be part of the movie too. I think you just answered it. Right no, but how are they gonna are they gonna establish that? And then throughout the rest of the movie, it'll show Rocky's like I, in I subtitles. Don't think I think they'll make subtitles whenever awesome. the question part comes in. Like the computer will voice. Yeah, will the computer said, be there the entire it'll time? It'll be a distinct. I'm sure he's gonna have the computer with him for most of the time, if not subtitles in the later book, on. Because they learn each other's right, languages. Yeah, eventually they learn Who's each other. Rain Wilson. It'll probably be subtitles. <laughs> well, no, it'll be a ro- it'll be just a computer. It'll be like a Siri though. You'll hear Rocky speaking. Couldn't Jeff Bezos like create some kind of voice or like a character? It's gonna be Jeff Bezos. Yeah. yeah. I want just his butthole farting as Rocky's like little tunes. <laughs> Is that what you read? <laughs> Because they're all chords, right? Right, right. <laughs> all right, so that brings us to the part of the uh, show. We like to, on the program, you know, give things a good or a not good. I think uh, we know Brett's. So let's, yeah, let's go around the room for rating system. Let's start with uh, Jacob. Uh, good. Great. Okay, good. Kelsey? I haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to give it a good. Cool. Brett Sachs. If you lose the first 175 pages, I'm going to give it a good. Cool. <laughs> of course, I think it's good. I picked it. And I'm going to give it a good as well. So that is five goods. Is this the first time we've done five wow. unanimous yeah. goods? Yeah. No. Didn't we all like Colleen Hoover? But maybe we didn't say it was like a great book. I don't know if we all No, you that. guys no. said not good. I think I'm I, the only I, one that said yeah, good. I think I, think I did say it was good. No, I, just I didn't don't think, think it, you I don't, did. All right. Oh, but we all we love the Paul Bears Club. We can agree with that. Sure, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thanks for checking Who's out. Up next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Great, call. great call, Mr. Brett. So we have Jacob is doing the next pick for the next BBC. So what is our next book? Uh, the next book that I picked is called Once We Were Brothers by Ronald Balson. Balsack? Ball, <laughs> Balsonchen? No, Balson. Balls Balsamic. Balsamic. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Vinaigrette. Oh, got it. Oh, gotcha. Oh, like yeah. the vinaigrette. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now yeah, we're now yeah, getting yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, this is an old one. This is an old one. 2010. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I've been recommended this book for the last eight years by. A this couple, looks depressing as shit. What's the brief summary? This is a great book. It's a new classic. N U like new metal. Do you want me like to pick the other skit? Colleen Hoover book that's going to be turned into <laughs> yeah, a that film? That was also yeah. depressing. Wait, is is <laughs> Verity that. being turned into a movie? Not Verity. Oh. Uh, it ends with us, which I read. And after Verity, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to know. Everybody, ever damn! Read I it. wanted to see how they did the child killing. 
So this this book is about <laughs> Jesus Christ. This book's about two young boys who are best friends. They basically live together. Their families are really close. They're like brothers. And then brothers. war in Poland breaks out and they're split apart by the Nazi party and the Jewish uh, community. And so they grow up on opposite sides of the war and then you know they go down their separate paths and then 50 or 60 years later they reunite under some unfortunate circumstances and kind of tests their friendship or their brotherhood and kind of like a how do they test it they call it a legal they call this a legal thriller this book so there's some law involved as well uh, yeah do they get separated because one was Jewish and one was a Nazi. I haven't read it yet, Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me a lot. Okay, of read a, the book. A book I listened to on the road. <laughs> the Boys from Biloxi, which was uh, Grisham. Oh, it's nice. Like that. That. One guy's a lawyer, and the other guy, <laughs> his childhood friend, becomes like a gangster, a, and he has to take him down to court. Name? Well, I, yeah, I like Grisham, and I like any kind of. But this isn't Grisham. This is another guy we're reading. That's true. So, Jacob, again, the name of this one is? Once We Were Brothers. There you go. So we're looking forward to that. You guys can read that and read along so you can And I hope it's sub 300 pages. Otherwise, Brett will not finish it. (laughs) And let us know what you think. Are we? Did we totally miss the boat on this book? Do you agree? Uh, Reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, and follow along for our next book. Um, Yeah, thank you, Clark. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And you guys got anything to plug coming up? Anything you want to promote? Oh, we know uh, Brett and Clark have uh, Blark. What's new with Blark? We have a lot of stuff coming up. We have this super strong, it's almost like a steel material that we're making that can just That's enclose. <laughs> That's very clear. Through. You can see through it. All you need is like a centimeter. And you can keep different gases separate. Shut uh, up. <laughs> be on the lookout. Blark, LTD, Instagram. There you go. How about you guys? Any Instagrams you want to plug? Do I plug work? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That's our home base, 10K. I've been, I've been brewing my ass off at 10K Brewing in Anoka, Minnesota. And we've got a shit ton of beers on. And we need people to drink it. So come on over. Drink our beer so I can keep the line moving and take some time off. There you go. Yeah. And chat about <laughs> these books in real time with us. Yeah, exactly. Oh, also, BBC is doing a 5K yes. at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds Memorial Day weekend. Yep. So come on out and see us. There you go. All right, we'll see you guys uh, next time on BBC, and we'll see you in a week. I love you.